Baines Plus One. You're listening to Baines Plus One with me, Samantha Baines. I'm currently outside the studio because the sun is shining. Each week I have one notable guest and delve into their lives like a reviewer delving into a Brighton Fringe show. This week I had brilliant comedian Lynn Ruth Miller, 82 years young. She's shared loads of anecdotes about her CBS show, her many books that she's written and hour-long shows currently at Wandsworth and Brighton Fringe. She also told us about the differences between Britain's Got Talent and American's Got Talent because she was on both. Enjoy. It's time for Baines Plus One with Samantha Baines. My special guest is here, the brilliant Lynn Ruth Miller. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I'm not so sure it's brilliant. It gets better as the day goes on. Good. She, she, you were saying earlier that you might, you're not normally up at this time. I'm awake, but I'm not alert. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. I, it takes, I wonder whether maybe it has to do with age. It takes me a little while to get the motor really going. Yeah. And revving it up. Got so I start out, yeah, I do I kickstart the motor. I do a lot of coffee and I take the vitamins. I didn't and I do the exercises and I Oh, what are your exercises? Yoga? Oh, I, I, no, touch, oh God, no, I can't stand it. I t- try to touch my toes. I haven't done it in about 20 years, but I try. <laughs> Uh-huh. Each each day I get closer. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, excellent! I worked uh, with John Lithgow recently, um, who's a he was in Third Rock from the Sun. He's an American comedian and actor. And before when we were on set, he would always do stretches and try and touch his toes and things. He I don't do that before him. I go on stage because I'm liable to break something, and I want to be sure that I can I can still hold it together for the five minutes I'm going to be up there. Yeah, you don't want to literally break a leg. That no, no, I, I've, I've already broken a heel and a wrist so I think that's enough yeah, yeah. and a shoulder yeah. oh my goodness on and, stage and an arm no um, no I never have broken anything on stage uh, not even wind I have yeah. <laughs> I have, I I have done that. Have you done that? I'm yeah. not on stage. Am I oh, adrenaline? Just a silent one. Just a little quiet one. Wouldn't it be terrible? Oh, wouldn't it be terrible? <laughs> I mean, then you would just hope that there's a dog there or something. And you can say, oh, Fido. You know, <laughs> it wasn't really. him. It wasn't me. Yeah. Do you, ever, do you ever feel like you need to burp before you go on stage? That's what I get sometimes. No. No. Um, I, but I get thirsty. Yes. And I will often have like little coughing fits. And I did a whole show in Melbourne for four weeks. And because I wanted to be sure I wouldn't, I wouldn't fall apart, I had a glass of water there because I was sure one time I would get a coughing fit. Never. And this guy, that's all he did. That was his job was put the water on the <laughs> stage. And I thought, you know, what a useless thing. He'll, that, he'll put that in his diary. Yeah, he'll say, I put that water. one time I worked with Lynn Ruth. <laughs> with an old, old lady. And I had to bring her water and a crutch. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, uh, you're... you're you're very open about your age. Can I ask a lady how old she is? Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I, my age is my reason. It's my, my, it's the shtick. It's what I do. I'll be, I'm almost 83. And I was talking to someone the other day, and this is really frightening. I was saying, you know, when you think about it, I've only really got seven good years left. Because I figure after 90, I'm not going to be galloping around. But then someone said, no, no. you might." So I said, I'll give it eight. But that's, a, that's a <laughs> good years. I mean, you know, when but you're not the queen. slobbering. The queen, our, our queen is 19. She's still yeah, but I don't have Yeah, but I don't have her expensive medical care. Yeah, <laughs> you don't have a gold throne. I, no, I don't Do have you? a golden throne. No, I don't. It's... <laughs> It's wooden. <laughs> so, uh, what have you been up to this week? Oh, it's been really busy. It's the Brighton Festival. Yes. And uh, and I'm in a show. I love this. I'm in a show called. Uh, I want to call it Chick Wit, but it isn't Chick Wit. It's it's uh, 
it's uh, something like uh, uh, sleazy chicks or something. It's okay. You know, and <laughs> I'm in that. Yeah, it's um, uh, you know, and then I'm in a show called Shaggers, and they yes. introduce me as their their shagger, and I get wow. up there, and they all look at me and say, "Still?" And I say, "No, no." <laughs> This is just a memoir. This is a memoir. Well, Shaggers is quite a well-known show, isn't it? It's a kind of late-night, sex-orientated show. Yeah, except it really isn't. And he won't let me do what I want to do best, which is I sing limericks. However, uh, Robin... uh, Why am I blocking her last name? Robin... Uh, Perkins? Yes, Robin yes. Perkins is uh, is hosting this weekend, and I'm going to be in it, and she'll let me do the limerick, so I'm going to do the <laughs> She'll let me do it. But still cheeky, still. Yeah. Well, you know, you must have got to an age where you're just like, I'm, I want to do what I want now, actually. Oh, I've had that. I've been at that age, I think, since I was two. It starts at the terrible twos. <laughs> My mother said, you'll drink your milk, and I said, I want to do what I want. Baines Plus One. That is right. It is Baines Plus One on Hoxton Radio with me, Samantha Baines, and the lovely Lynn Ruth Miller. Ah, thank you. Thank you so much. I'm not sure I'm lovely, but I'm here. Well, you've been lovely so far. Yeah, well, thank God. <laughs> Maybe it'll change by the end of the show. <laughs> now, Lynn Ruth, it is time for your quick fire round. What's that? So I ask you, like, A or B, and you say which you prefer. Oh, okay. Okay, don't worry, it's not very trying. Um, are you ready? Have you ever been in a quick fire round previously? No, I have not. No? No, everything In all is your 80-something years? Yeah, no, I have not done that. <laughs> oh, I'm I've, glad I'm bringing you a first. I've done A or B, though. I've done A okay. or B in a lot of things, like like intelligent te- intelligence tests. Yes. I always do the wrong one, but A and B, yeah, I can do that. <laughs> okay, yeah. here we go. I Just not C. No, no oh. there's no C's, don't I, worry. Yeah, because I'd have to leave if there was. All right, <laughs> let's go. Here we go. It's your quick fire round. City or countryside? City. Tea or coffee? Coffee. Early bird or night owl? Night owl. Pants or trousers? You're talking English. In what English, do you mean? In the US, they're the same. Knickers or trousers? Oh, knickers. <laughs> <laughs> Car or train? Uh, train. Pen or pencil? Pen. Ketchup, put it in the cupboard or put it in the fridge? I just don't put it in my mouth. Okay, good. <laughs> adventurous or cautious? Pardon? Oh, God, uh, adventurous. Facebook or Twitter? Social media? Twitter. Okay. I don't know. I know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> I've just wondered if you were into yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. I, I am, I am. <laughs> short or long hair? Uh, long hair. US or UK? Oh, UK. 70s or 80s? 80s. Writing or painting? I do both. Equal. If you had to pick one? I do both. <laughs> okay, I'll let you off. Britain's you. Got Talent or The X Factor? Oh, Britain's Got Talent. I loved that. That was wonderful. Cabaret or stand up? Cabaret. There you go. You passed. Thank you very much. <laughs> I did one. I failed one. I couldn't choose. I paint every night. Do you? You've seen my painting. Leon's seen my painting. Leon, what are they like? So, the, uh, the, the, the colorful collages. There's collages of, uh, of, of all kinds of different people. Mostly feet. I do a lot of feet. Oh, that's because I'm so short. <laughs> it's the only thing I can see are feet. Yeah, I do that. Do you, Do you have a thing for feet? Well, no, I don't have a thing for feet. I just can paint them. Okay, great. <laughs> They're quite hard as well, actually. Well, no, no. well, I'm not doing the toes. I put them in shoes. Okay. Little <laughs> shoes, little shoes. Little tips like, here, artistic tips. So what, what would you say is your biggest guilty pleasure? 
Oh, she looks excited. Uh, (laughs) I've got so many. (laughs) Um, Late night comedy. (laughs) Late night comedy. (laughs) Because it's always a little bit blue and a little bit outrageous. I think my, my guilty pleasure is I love being with men. I just love being with men. Being around them or being, being with them, them in the physical sense? I'm not... Well, physical, I mean, they'd crush me. I uh, <laughs> Just around them. I like men. I like testosterone, okay. even if it's reduced. Yeah, I like gay men, too. I, yes. like, I like men. Um, what's the most recent lie you've told? Oh, I, you really want to hear? Yes, I went to, I I went to Carol Cleveland. Do you know who Carol Cleveland is? No. She's the Monty Python sex symbol. Okay, yes. So she's in her 70s now, and she's painting. And I went to her art uh, exhibit, and I said it was lovely. <laughs> was it... Are you not a fan? Oh, not of the art. <laughs> it's awful. Brilliant. I love that we're getting all this gossip. Um, any secret habits or talents? Well, I guess the secret talent is the, is the painting, isn't it? Yes, of feet. Oh, well, I also paint other things. Okay. Chairs. <laughs> Things that feet are near. Things that stand still. (laughs) Things that have feet. Yeah. Um, What makes you angry? Bullying. Okay. That really makes me angry. And it's funny because I had a dog that was epileptic. His name was Marvin. And I had uh, another dog that bullied when he would have a fit because when dogs would have, they, they would, he would attack the Marvin. And oh, I would get angry at the dog. And I kept saying to myself, the dog doesn't know. He doesn't know. I shouldn't get angry, but I would get so angry with that dog because he was bullying my little epileptic Marvin. Marvin oh. was epileptic. Yeah, oh, so I put, I know, I put Marvin, and it turned out he was also deaf, but I think he became deaf because he listened to me for so much he couldn't stand it anymore. <laughs> That's it. I'm not hearing anymore. I'm giving it up. He just switched it <laughs> yeah, off yeah. too much. Um, <laughs> he just switched it. I can't do this anymore. <laughs> I'm trying to think of the name of the guy that the the, the 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 I forget the name of the dog that was attacking him, but I'm, but I don't like bullies, and I get really upset if I see a mother screaming at her kid. I mean, the kid may have just bitten her and shot the store owner, but I don't care. I can't stand to see some some something big attacking something little. I don't like it, and I'll actually go in and, and interfere. I was going to say, will you step in? Oh, yeah, that step thing in. with mothers and their children. Yeah, I will. I'll step in. Have you ever had... A- and what I do is I go up to the little kid that, that, that the mother's screaming at, and I'll say, it's not easy being little. <laughs> Which usually makes everyone laugh. Yeah, it diffuses the tension. It's so you don't go in and go, oi, don't do that. Oh, no, I would never do that because I don't know why they're doing it. They might have a good reason. The kid might be a psychopath, but whatever. I still don't want her to bully anything little. I don't Fair like enough. it, and I really step up to the plate for that. And what's the one thing you couldn't live without? Food. <laughs> <laughs> Comedians always say yeah, we had I, we've had air before. No food, food. Yeah. A particular type of food. Good food. Just good food. <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely not a vegan. I'm not a good. I'm not a vegan. I don't eat pebbles. <laughs> I think that's what they do. They saute. They stir fry pebbles and throw in a lentil. 
That's that to Sounds me. That's delicious. A, no, my my wonderful wonderful story is is, is uh, because this is why I love the UK because the UK believes that being human gives you rights. It gives you rights. You and and uh, I ushered for the San Francisco Opera with a a woman whose name was Luba from Saint Petersburg, and she would say to me in her Russian accent, of course, everybody deserves to live live pleasant and eat delicious eat delicious and I said yes live pleasant and eat delicious and I'm living above a fish and chip shop (laughs) (laughs) and I'm not getting what I deserve I love that live pleasant Uh, eat delicious live pleasant and eat delicious that's a great life mantra isn't that marvelous eat delicious (laughs) which I don't think vegans do no, no, it's not tasty stuff. It's not tasty stuff. Sorry, vegans. Sorry, I'm a meat eater. Right, we're going to have a really? bit. Are you really? Oh, yeah, I can't do definitely. that. I see their faces. But you know, I don't. I can eat chickens. They don't have cute faces. <laughs> okay, you're fine with beaks. Yeah, not... with beaks. I'm fine with beaks. Yeah, <laughs> I married a couple. Yes, yes, it's okay. I know. Right, we're going to have some and David feathers, Bowie. feathers, feathers, yeah. We're going to have some David Bowie. Oh, I've we'll never heard him. I've stuff. never okay, heard him. No. This is Life on Mars. It's a good one. Oh, I've never heard him. I'm mostly into Beethoven. He's never heard it either, Beethoven. They both <laughs> begin with B. B, yeah, that's right. Phase plus one. See, we're having chats <laughs> while you're listening to the card again. Yeah, we're having a good time while we're you're just sitting there chats. doing Sorry. nothing, twiddling your thumbs and listening and doing nothing and wanking but, and things. And wanking. Yeah, just to music. All the time. Yeah. It works to music. Does it? Do you yeah. enjoy it to well, music? I, no, I don't do it to music. <laughs> no. I prefer my I imagination. Yeah, I can't hear that well anyway. So <laughs> You'll be like, what's that? Yeah, yeah, what's that I said? And I'll have to stop in the mid the thing. I don't want to stop. I want to keep it going. Yeah. Up. You don't want to be interrupted. So, um, <laughs> Lynn Ruth Miller, yeah. yes. this is time for your interview proper. Oh. So this is, a, the others weren't proper. Um, this is. No, I know. <laughs> nothing, I do is, nothing I do is proper these days. Ever since my mother died, yeah, I've been free. Free. Go ahead. To do whatever you want. Beautiful. Well, because you have done so much. My, I've got notes from my lovely producer and it spans several pages because of how many amazing things you've done in your career. You've brought some books out. Yes. You've written your own TV show. You've yep. hosted TV shows. Yep. You've been on America's Got Talent and Britain's yep. Got Talent. Yep. What are some of your... And obviously Stand Up and all the shows yep. that you've done. Yep. What are some of your favourite memories or any any things that you've done that you thought, this is... This has kind of changed my life in a different direction. comedy. Comedy has definitely changed my life. I think, but if we're going to go back to the loveliest thing I've ever done, I tutored a developmentally disabled child, and I proved to her and to her mother and to the whole school system that she was perfectly capable of reading, and I—that's one of the best things I've ever done. She, because I opened up the world of print to her. Yeah. And nobody would, would had the patience or would take the time to sit with her and explain how to read. And I truly believe, her name was Debbie, and I truly believe that it was because we loved each other so much that she learned to read, which taught me that love, and that just sounds so sappy, but love can accomplish anything. However, in comedy, it isn't love. It's uh, a filthy mind, and I have it. <laughs> and uh, it has changed my life. It has totally changed my life. And the reason it has changed my life is, is, as you know, I'm 82 years old, and I am communicating with every generation 
whereas other 82-year-old people, even when they're alive and they're very vibrant, are usually surrounded by people their own age. Yeah. I'm not surrounded by anybody my own age because nobody my own age uh, is doing comedy and Ken Dodd doesn't know me, so there isn't uh, anybody <laughs> around that's still standing up. I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of people that are doing sit-down in my in my chair comedy, but I'm standing up and doing it. Uh, and I'm Because I was a top secret to a Sunday and the oldest person there was 40, except for one German guy who was there with his daughter. And, of course, he didn't laugh the whole time, but that was because he was German. Uh, but I explained to him about the joke, and then he laughed. I said, that's a joke, and then he laughed. But what? what the, the, I absolutely wiped up the room. And those are people that have absolutely no concept of what my life is like, what it's like to be 80. They don't even think in those terms. And I made them laugh, and I made them love me because I showed them the funny side of, of, of life, and, uh, you know, like that. And, and that's a privilege, and it's changed everything about me. Because you, you came to stand up relatively late at 71. Oh, I think relatively late, is it? <laughs> I didn't want to peak too soon. I thought, nah, I don't want to be, yeah. <laughs> 71. Um, yeah. What was, did you ever think about doing it before? No, I didn't know it existed. Uh, you have to understand, I'm, I'm, I'm an egghead. I'm, I knew nothing but classical music. I mean, you just played David Bowie. I've never heard him before. I've never heard Prince. I've never heard any of those. I heard the Beatles for the first time, I think, in the, in, it was something like 2001. I said, you know, they're not bad. <laughs> uh, because I'm, now they've got the Lynn Roos Miller yeah, seal of approval. Yeah, I'm now sure. they're okay. Yeah, They'll sell okay. more. You remember records. hear that, Paul? Yeah, yeah, that's all right. Uh, is he still alive? I love his music. Paul McCartney. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Good. Hello. He's still around. Uh, he regular listener, I'm sure. <laughs> um, so yeah, he listens to us all the time. I know he's tuned in. Hi, Paul. Hi, Paul. Yeah, yeah I know. So, so, how did you get into sort of the world of performing? Because you I were was, born in obviously America. I was born in Toledo, Ohio which is pretty much the armpit of the United States. It's 40 <laughs> miles away from uh, where Joan Rivers was born, because I believe she was born in Detroit. Yeah. And that's 40 miles away. And the Midwest, uh, those are the people that vote for Donald Trump. Those are the kind of people that we lived with. Wow. And if you think of Joan Rivers and you think of me, it's a total shock. You can imagine how <laughs> we didn't fit in. We didn't fit in. And I think both of us left as soon as we could. But it took me 40 years to get out of Toledo, which wasn't easy. Um, and when you were 27, you created the show The Little Playhouse. That's right. Which was on CBS. That's right. How was, did that come about? Um, well, I had majored in, um, I'd majored in um, uh, uh, creative arts for children. I'd just gotten a master's degree in creative arts for children. And uh, th at the time, the program that was popular was called Romper Room, would you believe it? And it was disgusting. Anyway, and, 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 and Toledo had just opened up its brand new um, television, CBS affiliate. And I was walking downtown in Toledo, and I saw the brand new building, and I don't know what possessed me. And I thought, you know, I just saw a romper room, and it was just terrible. And and I'm going to go in and tell them. So I went into this. I went into the station, and I and the manager's door was open, and I just walked in. And I said, "Hello." I said, "I'm Leonard Miller," and he looked at me like, uh, ha, 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 "And I'm Pinocchio." And I said, "Yeah." Uh, and I said, "I just saw Romper Room." So he said, "Well, did you like it?" Because it was on CBS. And I said, "No." I said, "It was horrible." And he said, "I said, you know." So now he's challenging me. He said, "Aha! I suppose you could do better." And I said, "Yeah, I could," because I just got this master's degree in creative arts for children. <laughs> yeah, and and. Uh, uh, he said, well, if you can find a sponsor, I'll put it on. And I found a sponsor, the Toledo Art Museum. 
Wow. And, and I put it on. And, it, and, and to, to teach, I mean, you have a teacher where it was hands-on. The children were on television. It was called The Little Playhouse. And I would tell them a story, and they would act it out. And um, so everybody wanted to be in my class because they got to be on television. <laughs> oh, we got to be. And, 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 and uh, it was absolutely wonderful. I, I, um, I, there was a, a show that I did, and it was called Much Too Much. And it was about a, a, a princess that couldn't find a husband, and the king advertised. And, and the idea was that you could apply to be her husband, but if you failed, they'd kill you. And and so this little boy who was a farmer's um, son, farmer farming, uh, said to his mother, "I'm going to try. I'm going to try to win the princess's heart." And she said, "Now that the child is doing this, the story is you're a peasant. You'll never make it." You'll... And in the thing, my little girl that was the mother said, "You're a." peasant and he said I know I'm a pheasant and I've been a pheasant all my life but I know she'll love my present and she get and, and my present because they have to give her a gift and what he gave her was strawberries and fresh strawberries and of course he won and he Aww. married the princess he it married the like princess and she had TV a pea and, uh, she had a pea the princess and she had a pea and everybody <laughs> lived happily ever after yeah it was one That's of those brilliant. things yeah it was no it was terrible it was oh. the most awful program <laughs> But it got you into TV because then you started hosting other television shows. That was years later. What's years hot later. The covers. Yeah, what's happening? Don't you love that title? I've never <laughs> been able to think of. Although thoughts while standing in the queue isn't a bad idea. That's my yeah. my video blog that I'm doing now that nobody can find, but it's up there on YouTube. It's on YouTube. Yeah, thoughts while standing in the queue. But my my show, my my book was thoughts while standing. Oh, thoughts while walking the dog and everybody would say oh I know somebody that has a dog I'll get that book it's not about dogs <laughs> it's about thoughts you stupid idiot yeah it's so how did you go about writing a book when did someone well, ask what I you did to, is to do I it? sat down and I uh, you wrote, just wrote it, it. <laughs> <laughs> did someone ask you to do it though or did you just think right I want to write nobody's a book ever asked me Samantha nobody's ever asked me to do anything that I've done that's the ticket to what I've done. I just get an idea, and I think, yeah, I'm going to do that. And then I do it. I, that really and truly. Because that is the key, and I never really thought it. Nobody ever said, would you do this? Uh, no. You just no. did it. I like that attitude. Well, my mother used to say, would you write a greeting card poem for me? Uh, and I would say, uh, no, because I don't like you. Good. Yeah. And she said, yeah, but I'm the one that pays the bills you know so you had to you're grounded <laughs> I, I like i think that sounds like a nice chore my mum just used to ask me to peel the potatoes and fill the dishwasher oh no i was uh, oh you had a dishwasher <laughs> i was the dishwasher okay. i was the dishwasher so in, in between house. dishes in between just dishes pop me out a little poem well you've written us a poem haven't you which is coming yeah. up later yes i have we're very excited about that um, but so we need to talk about you were on not only america's got talent but also britain's got talent. america's got talent this is an interesting story. I uh, I got to Las Vegas week. I don't know whether you know what that is, but much farther than yeah. Britain's Got Talent. And I was uh, I got to Wednesday. Of, but you were in the top one hundred of Britain's Got Talent. Which yeah, is but I was in the top. Good. I was in the I was a top four comedians in the top twenty, I think. In America, in America's Got Talent. I was at Wednesday. They had I went through about ten eliminations. I got there, and my I was the top 
four comedians with a woman named Tanya Lee Davis, who is still doing comedy around the UK because she's a dwarf. Yes, I've seen and, her. Yeah. yeah, she's lovely. And I just did comedy with her in um, Melbourne. And I really love her. So we got up there, and there were four of us. And the one guy was from Chicago and absolutely disgusting. The other one was named Matthew, and he was an impersonator. And the other was Tanya Lee, and the other was me. And they eliminated the terrible guy from Chicago and me this on Wednesday. And when Matthew was walking me back uh, to the hotel, he said to me, the dwarf got the sympathy vote. <laughs> and I said to him, give me give me three years. And this was in 2008. I said, give me three years and I'll take her on. So it's now 2016. I saw her in Melbourne. And I said, well, I said, I have lost three inches. And she said, so have I. <laughs> So I couldn't do it. So that's Tanya Lee. So that was that one. But with Britain's Got Talent, I remember a scout found me at Sweet in Edinburgh. And she said, I'd like you to be on Britain's Got Talent. I said, I'm not British. And she said, yeah, but we want you to, we like talented people. I said, well, don't you have any talented people in Britain? <laughs> no, we need you. Yeah, I know. You just don't. I thought, well, what a shame. <laughs> So that's why I came over here to give you a talented person. Thank you. So You're America's, welcome. You're America's welcome. got talent, Britain's got talent, and it's all you. Liz it's Ruth. all me, yeah. <laughs> but I've had two countries tell me I have absolutely no talent. So I'm thinking of doing Zimbabwe's Got Talent. I'll put on a grass Great. skirt. I'll put yeah. on a grass skirt, and I'll wiggle what's left. I might make it. I think you could win. I might win. I well, think I you think, could. Yeah, I thought I would be able to take on the dwarf, and I couldn't. So Now, you've got some sh- lots of shows going on. So you're doing the Wandsworth Fringe on the 17th and 19th of May. And that's your show, Get a Grip. What's that That, about? Well, Get a Grip is my cabaret without music. It's uh, it's not about hand jobs. It's not. It's the cleanest show I've ever done. And it's a runaway hit. Um, I got got a five-star review on this one uh, because it's about overcoming fear. Which yes. obviously I've done. I just never thought about it. Yeah, it's a bit, but um, yeah, it's and it's it's telling everyone that we all have fears, but if we let them stop us, then we're getting nowhere. Then we're living the same day over and over again. And what a, what a waste! Yeah, just a waste. And that's get a grip. And it's it's gotten absolutely marvelous right now. Oh, we should definitely check that out. So wandsworthfringe.com is where you go and search Get a Grip if you want to book tickets 17th and 19th of May. Then you're also doing the Brighton Fringe with your show This Is Your Future. Which it is. This is your future and everybody looks absolutely horrified. Oh God, no. And I say yes, that's it. That's it. I'm do a thing about it. You're going to drop and droop and leak and it's going to happen. <laughs> Have fun with it. She's already told me Br- about the leak. Yeah, bring them up. You'll be fine. <laughs> Well, you can check that out in Brighton, 15th, 22nd, 24th and 25th of May at 9.40. Baines plus one. It is me, Samantha Baines, and the lovely Lynn Ruth Miller. Hello, hello. And thank Baines you so much for one. having me. Yeah, that's lovely. Thanks for coming in. So you're interviewing me now. So you took the plunge. You took the plunge. You did it. You got married. I got married. Yeah, why? Why? <laughs> I don't. Because I don't, he's quite nice. Yeah, but this is and for I, your whole life. I, I get tax rebates or something if you're married. Oh, do you? Yeah. Is it just about money? <laughs> is it just about money? No, I I think he's lovely and I love him and all that. And uh, <laughs> what's all that? <laughs> all that. All does, the he, extra does he cook? Stuff. Does We've he got cook cats. An iron? Yes, he cooks. He is irons. actually very good around the house because I'm not very good. He puts all the washing on, mm. and he's quite a good cook. He cooks more than I do. 
and he irons all of his I don't really iron my things that I wear no I'll never forget I went out with this Sicilian guy when I was in my 70s he came over to my house for dinner and he walked in for dinner I invited him for dinner and he brought me two pairs of jeans and a, and a shirt to iron I said what he said well they need mending I said, well, uh, take it to somebody. That's not part of the deal. Someone who cares. Yeah, someone who cares, someone who can. So how was the wedding night? Were you living with him before? You were yes. Living, how many years? Well, we've been together for five and a half years. Yeah, so did it change so after living. you got married? No, I, th- I think it changed after we got engaged. It felt uh, more kind of, ah, oh, we do want to spend the rest of our lives yeah. together. How long was the engagement? We got engaged at the end of the Edinburgh Fringe last year. So, oh, so it wasn't that the long. end of August, no. And, and did he get down on his knees when he went? No, we were at the top of Arthur's seat. Oh, I know Arthur's you know, seat. Yeah, so I he know. made, I've never climbed it before, and he made me climb it, and I moaned all the way up. And apparently he was thinking, she yeah, keeps then, moaning, yeah, I'm not going to Yeah, ask. you're not going to ask her, yeah. <laughs> and then we got to the top, and it was kind of, he imagined it would be a beautiful Scottish scene with an amazing uh-huh. view. No, no, no. And there were loads of tourists <laughs> taking Just pushing photos. and shoving. Yeah. Like, what the hell are you doing here? Would <laughs> you please? Snacks. Yeah. It, very crowded. And so we just found a little corner and then it started to rain. We didn't have an umbrella. So yeah, we, that's Edinburgh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we got under a scarf Aww. and then he asked me, we were under a tartan scarf. How ironic. And then he uh-huh. asked me if I'd marry him. And did you have to think about I said, are you joking? <laughs> and he said, yeah. no. But, but so it changed after you were engaged, but you were living together anyway. Yeah, but I think it just felt more secure and almost like a deeper level of connection that that we'd both said, yeah. What did, your, what did your parents think? Because I'm assuming that your parents didn't live together before they got married, or did they? No, they didn't. Yeah, see, we didn't either. I saved myself for my husband, which was a complete waste but i did <laughs> i didn't do that linda yeah, no I? I i i gather i gather yeah yeah no they they just thought well about time yeah really <laughs> you have a sister you have sisters and brothers i've got a younger sister and aha uh-huh, so you set an example for her she is unmarried yeah, test, test and the merchandise test the merchandise before you take the plunge she's currently traveling around australia she doesn't mind oh, oh really where she was in uh she went to perth and uh-huh. she went to very hot there she oh she went on like a boat trip and then she went ca- all over the place camping. She's coming back this weekend. I'm going to see. Was her. she in Melbourne? Yes, I because think she that's was. where I was. Yeah. I was at the comedy hey. festival. But this and you is won your... some sort of award. No, I didn't win anything. I just set the tone on its ears. <laughs> I did all kinds of things. But yeah, so so um, are you planning to have children? Is that why you got married, or did no. you? No, I wouldn't do that to my vagina either. <laughs> that I is what I, I can't. Think... I can't even go to the dentist. I couldn't do that kind of thing. I can't. I don't like things pulled out of inside me. Yeah, at all. it's it's. I, I killed the kid. I flushed that kid down the toilet while it was still small enough not to clog the plumbing. I would do it. Well, I might but have then, children eventually. Well, let me know. But definitely I'll come and not get it. now. <laughs> I'll be like, no, kids, hide. Yeah, 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 quick. <laughs> Under the bed, she's coming. Yeah. <laughs> And we have we have large pipes. She's gonna do it. I know she is. They yeah, won't yeah. be scared of monsters. <laughs> They're just Lynn Ruth. Where's, where's that comedian? <laughs> um, <laughs> she's coming round. Oh. Um, one last question. Yeah. Uh, well, what, why are you still doing comedy? 
Why or am I? Oh, are you still? Oh, Duncan? yes, absolutely. All right, and My is he? Is and is your important. is your is your husband in the comedy? No, he's not in the comedy world at all. And no, no, I don't brilliant. mean that. Is he in the oh in the set? A little bit, but I don't really talk about... At the moment, I talk about science, so I mention him and that I'm married. In a scientific manner. Yes, in an equation. In an but uh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't really talk about my is he, relationship. Is he the X in the equation? What is he in the equation? <laughs> He's the... He's the tick. Y. <laughs> I, don't I don't know. I think they have a Y chromosome, yes, or is that y, the women that do? The X yeah, and the Y. The X and the Y. Yeah. I don't know. I don't remember which is women's and which is because I'm liberated. So what do you think of gay marriage? I think it's brilliant. Yeah. I mean, are you happy in yours? <laughs> yes. All right. I win. Okay. That was the last you win. question. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Um, Lynn Ruth Miller interviewing me. It's been brilliant. Uh, you're we listening do, to Bates Plus best. One. The news on Baines Plus One. Sit back and listen to Baines and her guests analysing some of the most important stories breaking this week. That is right, it's time for the news. Mm. Lynn Ruth Miller, can we have the headlines, please? This is some news. Naked lunch. That sounds fun. Naked lunch. I'd rather have naked dinner, because then you could do something about it after. But naked lunch, then you've got to go back to work. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, your turn. Donut ATM. Oh, oh, the donut ATM, yeah. That's that's great. You stick a card in and get a donut. That's not bad. <laughs> and the singing Eiffel Tower, what I'd like is they said that that's music composed with a very special French instrument. I would love a little French instrument. <laughs> Brilliant. We'll just run through the headlines and then we'll discuss them all. And okay. then the last two are longer legs and wrong jug. So first of all, oh, we've got yeah. naked lunch. Yeah. So the news has broken that Londoners this summer will have the chance to dine out with the without the inconvenience of clothes. The Bunyadi restaurant will be opening its doors for three weeks in june and diners will get the choice as to whether they eat naked and pure or in a non-naked area of the dining room so uh this is apparently so people can feel free uh there will also be clay plates and edible cutlery and the idea is to experience true liberation people should enjoy a night out with no impurities and everything that the patrons interact with will be bare and naked. Candlelit restaurant. And uh, on the waiting list, bookings include over 35,000 names. 35,001. Are you, you going to stick I'm, yourself I'm on the list? That. I want to show them what really happens. <laughs> do you like the yeah. sound of it? Would no, you go? Oh, of course. Would you? I don't think I'd want to eat naked. Well, I, I, if, they, if it's not chilly. Yeah, they'd need to I, heat I it. Get a, I get a chill. But I, yeah, I think there's nothing wrong with facing reality. It'd be a grim reality, if anything. Yeah, right. <laughs> Brilliant. Going with a donut, I think that's really interesting. I don't even eat naked at home. Oh, I don't either. I don't either. Um, well, let's quickly talk about the singing Eiffel Tower because we've got a little oh, clip. Like um, so this is oh, composer. Yeah, we've got it. We can listen. Uh, the special French instrument. <laughs> exactly. This is composer oh, Joseph Pertot. Bertolozzi. Oh dear. No, that wasn't right. Um, he's, he's he looks Italian. Bertolozzi. He's released his latest recorded musical project. Oh, he's American. Which is the Eiffel Tower. It's called Tower Music. So it's played entirely on the Eiffel Tower. He spent four months with a small team recording the sounds made by the monuments, girders, railings and rivets. As he climbed about, ah. he used violin bows, drumsticks, just bashing and that, things and with that wood. And special French instrument. Yeah. <laughs> 
And uh, maybe he just chucked the special French instrument in, <laughs> or know. just banged that just on banged everything. That, yeah, well, that would have hurt. Too much banging. Yeah, I know. Uh, uh, there is in this world. Yes, I'm, we, far we too can go much. into that. It's way too much banging in this world. Probably yes. at the naked restaurant, yes, uh, there will be a little. Naked, bit as well. No, I think they'll be eating. It's hard to do unless you can multitask. But men can't multitask. They'll no, just eat. you can get eating involved with the banging, though, can't you? As a sort of a, a dessert. Exactly. Exactly. That would be really interesting. So, um, shall we hear a bit of it? Yes. Do you want to hear it? This is a bit of tower music mm. by Joseph Bertolossi. Bertolossi? I'm, in, I'm into opera. I don't know whether this will. Okay, well, let's see. It might be similar. Here we go. What do you think, Lynn? It's got a good beat. It sort of sounds like what I feel like when I address a, a flight of stairs. <laughs> It feels like um, hunger to me. No, that's because you've been talking about the naked lunch. <laughs> I don't think so. This it's, is what's happening in my stomach right uh, well, now. Well, I mean, we could say it's, it's more like indigestion. <laughs> it's what my intestine does when I haven't thought ahead and I haven't been careful. Oh, you know when you need the loo and you're trying and yeah, stuff's that, going that on down there. Yes, yes. Oh, that's it. <laughs> So there you go. That is tower That's, music. It sounds to me like the result of a bad breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome, listeners. Hello. 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 Radio listeners. So Donut ATM. This oh. is you like this one, don't you? I do. Lynn, Ruth. I mean, because everything is money, and I just think that sometimes you have to know there's more to this world than money. And now you can get a Krispy Kreme donut instead. I but what does it buy? Well, well, so what you do is it's an ATM machine that Krispy Kreme have put up. It's called the Donut Dispenser, and it's in High Holborn in London. And uh, it just looks like a normal cash machine, but instead of getting cash back, you get a donut. So you put your card in, and you pay £2, and then you get back a donut. And it's open from 8am to 8pm until next Saturday, and it's in celebration of their new donut, Nutty Chocolata, which is filled with Nutella but that's the only donut you can get. You can't get a jam one. Well, no, but, you know, it's just like High Holborn. They've got so much money, they don't give a... Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so what? We'll spend a donut instead, yeah. <laughs> I love that. I might take a trip and I go know, and get I a really donut. I really like that, yeah. Also, a donut If they gave filled, you coffee... That'd be great. Coffee and a donut? You can't beat it. There should be another one next to it for coffee. Yeah, yeah You know, like, should. when you get money out, there's all the different banks, cash machines. Yeah. <laughs> it should just be like, donuts, tea, biscuits, coffee, coffee yeah. water. We like that. That's our favourite. High favorite. colonic. Yeah. <laughs> get rid of the... Get, to, the take end. care of everything for the ageing. Yeah, take care of everything. There you yeah. go. Um, right, l- so longer legs... I this wish. is a bit disturbing. So this is young Indians oh, yes. are paying to grow in height, which apparently will improve their career and marriage prospects. Oh, that's sad. That's really sad. So it's limb lengthening, and it's a medical procedure. Um, apparently but, young men and women, mostly in their 20s, are getting it done. It's look, very painful and expensive. Look what the surgeon said. He said it's madness to do it. Yeah, but he's, he's still doing it. He's making a fortune. <laughs> Yeah. He's making a fortune. Yeah. It's madness, well, but probably, if you pay me... If you pay me, I can get a donut. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this is... It sounds very... It's got roots in Poland and Siberia. Wouldn't uh, you And it was started it? in the 1950s. Why which is, would you do that? And they, they kind of break the... Oh, they break their legs and make them longer. How do they do? They insert... They make a little plastic bone. They insert... Yeah, some extra... 
some extra lengthening. Oh, let's move on. Uh, wrong jug. I like this one. So this is the American version of the Antiques Roadshow. Ah. Um, do you watch it, Lynn Ruth? No, I don't. Mm. I don't have television. I don't have time. Okay. <laughs> too busy. <laughs> yeah, too busy. Good. Uh, this is members of the public bring their possessions and they're valued by ah. experts. Um, so on oh, the show, yeah, on the show, a guy brought along a jog. His name was Alvin, and he bought it for three hundred dollars back in two thousand at a barn sale. And the antiques expert told him it was bizarre and wonderful. Had a bit of Pablo Picasso about it, and he gave it a valuation of thirty thousand to fifty thousand dollars. Right, uh-huh. but someone was watching this show at home. And uh, well, let's she, hope there was more than one. <laughs> just one. Yeah. And she noticed that it was her jug that she had made oh. while at school. Oh, I love it. <laughs> and so she wrote in with proof showing that it was her jug. So it probably wasn't worth thirty to fifty thousand um, dollars. And she's never really she she's not a she doesn't make jugs. She's not doesn't do pottery. She just made it while she was at school. So it's been revalued now to three thousand to four thousand dollars. <laughs> what oh, do you really? think of that? It was four thousand dollars now. Still, yeah. Instead well, exactly. Of 30. Yeah, yeah. And now she said she might go into pottery <laughs> in yeah. her old age. Well, you would if your jug was forty thousand. Listen, if my 4, jug, my jug was forty thousand pounds, my jug is worthless. That's what, <laughs> that's what happens. It's called decay. Oh, yeah, I, I know, I know. You're amazing. Baines plus one. Poem of the week on Baines plus one. Oh, do you like the new music, Lynn? I do, I do. It's got it. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> it kind of lulls better, you into yeah, the Yeah, better poetry. than the Eiffel Tower thing. That just <laughs> jarred me. That, 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 you know. It is time for Poem of the Week. Now, oh, Lynn Ruth Miller, you've written a poem. Written a poem. I'm very excited. Would you like to go first? Would you like me to do it? Yes. I wrote it about the naked launch. I'm very, okay. Does it have a title? It's called The Naked Launch. I love it. Yeah, I thought that was very creative. (laughs) I wanted to do something different and original. The Naked Lunch. I have to say, I'd feel a bit lewd if I were eating lunch in the nude. It wouldn't be fun if I ate it alone, with nothing to look at but my own flesh and bone. Were it a he, half my age plus seven, then I would think I was dining in heaven. (laughs) After all, if there's a breeze, or God for- and God forbid it makes me sneeze, I could snuggle up and it wouldn't seem bold if I explained I was a little bit cold. But what to eat for my naked lunch? No crackers or apples because of the crunch. And not a sandwich because it drips. It might ooze mustard on my lips. I'd eat something tidy and a little exciting to strike the right note, you know, sexy, of course, not too exciting, not too inviting. I'll dine on strawberries and milk to make my lips red and soft as silk, and then some champagne, you can't beat bubbles, to make you forget all those image troubles, yes. We drink a toast, my plus seven and I, and finish the meal with apple pie. And if things go well and don't come to grief, 
I will be his aperitif. <laughs> That's <laughs> Very it. Good. Yeah, I'm a train this morning. Yeah. I want to imagine this happening now. I, I want you to go. I actually and I want don't this to want to imagine this happening. <laughs> and besides, I've got thirty-five thousand and uh, people ahead of me. Yeah, you can queue jump. I reckon. No, I don't think I have the strength. (laughs) I'll do my best. (laughs) Well, thank you very much for your poem. Uh, My poem this week is about the Eiffel Tower. All right. It's called The Eiffel Tower Sings. (laughs) Who knew towers could sing? Well, they can, and it's quite the thing. It's the Eiffel Tower, no less, but I must confess, when I went up in 2013, it, it was one of the best views I've seen, but it didn't exactly sound in key. In fact, it sounded like a stormy sea. Well, all you could hear was the wind. And if they've recorded that, it should be binned. But composer <laughs> Joseph Bertolowski, I've made that up, has done more. He's actually played the walls and the floor. He's banged and strummed the tower that is he's a vibrational whiz seeing him play the structure would have been quite a sight and do you know what he's pitched it sort of right i bet he's never recorded with such a view let's just hope his music playing didn't cause a cue very very good that's my poem yes very good (laughs) so um, if you want to check out all my poems of the week you can at samanthabaines.wordpress.com are you gonna? Well, do you have a blog? You have a blog. I have you, a Lynn? blog too. It's called Thoughts While Standing in the Queue. Because when I was in Mexico years ago, this guy said the UK is a third world country. I said why? He said because you stand in lines all the time. <laughs> and you know, I don't think it's a third world country. But my God, I stand in a lot of lines. I just do. And you sort of accept it. You just yeah. Sort of, yeah. We quite like it. Yeah. And you never push ahead or anything because that's, that's. I know. I went to Sicily recently. On oh, and everybody shoves. Yeah. yeah, someone walked, tried to walk into the toilet in front of me at the airport in the queue. And oh, you, I, you gave her the look. You gave her the British look. I went very British. Yeah, and then you give her a little bit of a tut. I went, excuse tut. me. Yeah, oh, yeah. There's, there's a queue. Yes, that's right. And she said, no, speak a day English. Yeah, she couldn't speak English. She didn't know what I was saying. So I just opened the door and went in, in front of her. No, then I was scared. No speak a day English. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, yes, yeah, so check. we can check that out on the internet. Yeah, it's called Thoughts While Standing in the Queue. It's not, it's on YouTube. On YouTube, a vlog. Mm-hmm. A vlog. Oh, very up to date. I just write I things down and publish them. No, you publish them? Yes, I write for Time Out and ah, The Guardian and The Huffington Post. I haven't found anyone that wants to publish what I do. Well, if you're listening, <laughs> publishers. Yeah, this is your opportunity. This is your big chance. Yeah, you, you can get some ancient wisdom. <laughs> I like firsthand. it. That's what it could be called. Ancient, ancient wisdom. wisdom. You don't have to rely on Plato and Socrates. You have me. Yeah, <laughs> Even better. Even better. Much less philosophical. More useful. Practical. More re- reality-based. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Baines Plus One. You are listening to Baines Plus One with me, Samantha Baines, and my chat companion, hello, Lynn Ruth Miller. Hello, hello. Yeah, it's been fun. It's been fun. We're having such good chat. I keep remembering that we have to go back on the radio. Ah, yeah, no, we have more fun. We have more fun when you people can't hear it. We're, we're having all fun. sorts yeah, of chats. Was, oh my god! Sharing the gossip. Yeah. Um. Now, so you've got so many shows going on at the moment at the Brighton Fringe and the Wandsworth Fringe, as we spoke about. Um. How do you? Because formulating an hour show is obviously quite different from doing a set. Yes, at a club. and I didn't realize that when I first did my hour show back at oh five years ago at Sweet. I didn't realize that. I just did 
uh, comedy. I just did stand-up comedy for an hour, and I got a two-star review from Steve Bennett. And everybody said, oh, he's terrible. But no, he was right. Uh, what he was saying was right. The words, I, I, I didn't like the two-star review, but his criticism <laughs> all made sense to me. So this time I made an hour show. Uh, that has a curve. Yeah. Steve writes for Chortle, if you're not yeah. aware, which is a comedy website. So, yeah, so w- what advice would you give to stand-ups who maybe haven't done any hour shows yet but have been doing the circuit? What What's your approach to writing a full hour show? Well, what I did is I took uh, a curve and, and just gave it a curve. I gave it a, a topic, and it was called This Is Your Future. So I thought, okay, I will do... Uh, from when I was born to now, which, of course, in 82 years, you can't do it in an hour. (laughs) And I would pick my funniest material that I already had that was about my life and put it into a a shape. My next one is going to be this crazy world and talk about things like, I mean, do you realize how telephones have changed? Telephones have changed. I mean, if I, if, if, if I, there used to be an operator. You call an operator, yeah, and she would, and you pick up the phone, and an operator would answer, and and she would say, uh, and you'd say, I want to talk to my mommy, and she'd say, Lenny Ruth, put that phone down. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. operator actually knew who you were, and then I shared a party line with my Latin teacher which was awful because that's why I flunked Latin. But yeah, and, and now, and now, I mean, you use your forefinger. If I lost my forefinger, if I cut off my forefinger, I'd be mute and I would never have an orgasm. I mean, you know, you're just, yeah, you can't do that. Yeah, it's just so different. So the next one's going to be this crazy world, if yeah. anybody wonders. But this one is, uh, is, is, this is your future. So I start out with when I was born and how I came into comedy doesn't re- it's all jokes I don't take so my advice would be take your funniest material and see if you can make a story out of it okay just can you make a story out of it just something that has an ending and uh, Inky Jones gave me this advice if you're doing an hour show even if you can't sing <laughs> end up with a song and I end up with a sing-along Okay, why is that? Because it gets everyone going at the well, end. It gets everybody going at the end, and they forget all the stuff they didn't laugh at. But what <laughs> I—that's great advice. Yeah, and I say to them, "Welcome to my world, and you're going to be part of it." And then we sing. And how? And so, how would you start writing a new show? How long before you? So for like the Edinburgh Fringe, because it's comedy, and because I have been doing comedy for eleven years, so now I have about ten hours of material. I don't really start that soon. Um, I would start for the Edinburgh Fringe. I would start, oh, I would start now. I would start now because I'm starting my show now that is more stories and memory now. I've got, and I've actually started it. I've started it uh, the beginning of April. Um, It takes a long time to be comfortable with the show. And when you do something in Edinburgh, it's very important to realize it isn't, your first show is not going to be your best. Your last one is. Yeah. Because that's what Edinburgh is about. It's teaching you how to give a show, how to put on a show. That's what it's about. People think, no, it's to make me famous. Well, I don't know about the rest of you, but I mean, you know, I I don't do it for that. I do it to make the show right. And the thing that's sad is after the Edinburgh Festival, then you have to work like hell to get the show booked other places. But then it's good. Yeah. So get a grip (laughs) is after the Edinburgh show. Hint, hint, hint. And it's in London, you know. In Brighton is the is the Melbourne thing, and how often do you write comedy? Do you write? I'm writing it all the time. I'm I'm writing it all the time, but I do not have a set time. I mostly think of jokes when I'm sitting and waiting to go on stage. 
Oh, really? Yeah, I'll be thinking. I think, oh, God, you know, I should write about my vagina or something. <laughs> and then do you just and make I, a little yeah, note of it? Uh, yeah, and then I, that's in that book where <laughs> I had the poem. Yeah, vagina, vagina. <laughs> dry. I like writing uh, on the way home from gigs. I feel like all my juices are going. No, because right after I finish a gig, I um, I start drinking. Yeah. Okay. And then when you talk about juices, when you get to be my age, they don't. They are they're not going. They're not going. Drinking gets in the way uh, again. Yeah, drinking gets in the way. <laughs> drinking dries you out too. So I don't have to tell you, I'm I'm sort of a little parch by the time I get home. <laughs> the desert is. Yeah. Ugh. Lovely. Uh, let's have a bit of yeah, me, let's, myself, let's and I. Let's have a little song, and we're still here with let's the brilliant. Get, let's Lynn get out Ruth of the Miller. gutter. Yeah. James plus one. Now we have had comedian extraordinaire oh. Lynn Ruth Miller with us. Oh, 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 it's been fun. It's been fun. Eighty-two years young, me. resurrected me. <laughs> yeah. And we, you've told us so many stories. It's been brilliant. Any uh, any anecdotes? that you uh, wanted to share before no, the end no, of the show? Come, no, I want them to go to my show so they can okay. hear an anecdote. <laughs> Good. Especially in Wandsworth. Evidently, I'm going to be alone on that... St- I'm going to be alone on that stage, so somebody come and hold my hand. <laughs> I like that. You, you guys should pay to re- hear the anecdotes. They're cheap. good enough. <laughs> so I, I keep it cheap because that's what I am. <laughs> Lovely. Yeah. Let's remind everyone. So they can see you at the Wandsworth Fringe yes, in and, South London. And it's, on, it's Fragility is the name of the company. And I think it's called the Cat's Back. Is that what it is? Yeah. The Wandsworth Fringe. The Wandsworth Fringe, the name of my venue. Oh, yes. And it's called, the show is called Get a Grip. Get a Grip. And they can go to, you can go to wandsworthfringe.com to book tickets. And that's the 17th and the 19th of May. And they're at slightly different times. So if you're busy one day, you can go the other day. Right. And you're also and doing you the bright grip. We'll <laughs> give you a chance to get a grip on things. Get a grip. Um, Take we, hold. Brighton Fringe as well. This is your future. This will this will give you nightmares. Yes, this is your future. It's at nine forty, which is right before you go to bed. So, is is bring the, your teddy bear? It's okay. <laughs> and was that one the clean one? This no, is your the future. clean one. No, no, no. no. Oh, okay. Uh, get a grip is the clean one. Okay. Uh, this is your future. This is a little bit naughtier. Oh, mm. uh, it um, <laughs> it, uh, it it was um, the hit of the Melbourne Fringe. It was really the hit and. And they said, while it isn't too salacious, it's better for over 14. At, in this age, it's better for over 10. Now they, you know, they start early. But, so yeah. don't bring the toddlers, please. No, don't bring the toddlers because they're going to mess up. You know, they wet. It's the 15th, the 22nd, 24th and 25th of May at the Brighton Fringe, 9.40pm. And you live in Brighton as well, I don't live you? in Brighton, but Bartley's Fish and Chips comes come. <laughs> Come talk. Come. You're gonna have loads of drunk people now waiting yeah. for fish and chips in yeah. the evening. Be like, yeah, yeah. and if you're if you're under five, you get a free chip and a sweet. <laughs> what at the chip shop? Yeah, the chip shop. If you're under five and you're there, you get a free chip and a sweet. Just one chip. Just one because you're five. It's yeah, what well, five year olds eat quite a lot. Yeah, but they only get one free one. Okay. Have you ever got a free one because you live above it? No, I no. No. You've never got any free for some But I'm chips. getting shorter. Pretty soon they'll think I'm a, wrinkle, <laughs> a wrinkled five and I'll get it, yeah. Pretty. We'll definitely check out her shows. They always go down a storm and she's hilariously funny. You can also follow her on Twitter at Lynn Ruth and on Facebook, Miller. How do you like that? All, I mind my dots. Things. I mind my dots. <laughs> I always and thought it was my P's and Q's, but actually at my age I'm better with dots.
And you're on YouTube as well, aren't you, with your oh, vlog? My blog, which is Thoughts While Standing in the Queue. But I'm not sure how you find it. it you can just put your name into YouTube and search it. That's how we found it. There's a lot of things coming up besides my thoughts while standing in the queue. You can just spend days watching it. Yeah, do fun. it, do it. It's yeah. all right. You know, the I, Lynn Ruth Miller Marathon. Yeah, so that, because, I mean, I spent years creating it, yeah. It'll be like watching the box set of your life. <laughs> the box set, that's right. <laughs> and your books are also available on Amazon, aren't they? That's right, that's right. Yes. And there's uh, Starving Hearts, which is about anorexia, believe it or not, yeah. Oh, wow. And then there's Thoughts While Standing... No, Thoughts While Walking the Dog... Because then I had dogs. Different thoughts. Yeah, different dogs. Yeah, I had an epileptic dog named Marvin. You know, yeah. Like I, know. Oh, I want to read about Marvin. Marvin. So we can read about you, watch you live and watch you on YouTube and hear your words on Twitter. Yes, you can. I'm excited about all I'm, of this I'm, I'm immersing. Just, I have just taken over the UK. You've yeah. taken over. That's it. Lynn yeah. Ruth Miller, thank you so much. You've been brilliant. Eat your heart out. <laughs> Baines Plus One. Thank you for listening to Baines Plus One with me, Samantha Baines. Please do share your podcast love via Twitter and Facebook and all the social medias. We'd love to get more people listening. Thank you to all of our listeners across the globe for your tweets and for your reviews as well. Don't forget you can give us a cheeky five star maybe or a four, no, five star review on iTunes. And the show is originally recorded on Hoxton Radio 12 till 2 every Thursday. You can also follow me on Twitter at Samantha Baines, B-A-I-N-E-S.